All right, good morning, everybody. I hope that you are doing well. This is on gonna be on Facebook and Instagram Live, and we'll put it up on YouTube later for those of you who wanna watch it. Uh, I hope you can hear me okay. Uh, really, I wanna get in to John 14 today, but I just wanna pray for us and pray for you this morning, and then we'll get into the word. Lord Jesus, we pray for your uh, Spirit's help as we read the words of the Spirit in the scriptures this morning. We pray that we would be deeply encouraged. Uh, I know that we are facing a tough week and many of us would want to escape. We would just, is there somewhere else we can go that would provide safety for us? I know many of us are wrestling with that right now as uh, by now people know someone who has been affected by the virus if they themselves have not been affected by the virus. And so we need some clarity this morning from your word and we pray that you would give it in your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us. We're going to be walking through the farewell discourse this week. That's John 13 through 17. This really intimate teaching conversation that Jesus has at, at night, the Thursday night before Good Friday. It's his last long conversation with his disciples. And we're camping out there this week because I think it could be really helpful for us um, as a church to walk through. And so that's what we're going to do. I would encourage you this week to walk through each chapter before you get on. I'm not going to take the time to read the whole chapter. Rather, I'm going to just kind of point out some things uh, to encourage you from it. Today, we are going to be in John 14. You know, what I love about this section of scripture and what Jesus says is he really doesn't give any fluff. Um, he is about to go to the cross and his disciples' world is about to turn upside down and he just shoots them straight with some harsh realities um, and I'm gonna do the same uh, I'm gonna be as objective and straightforward as I can you know I'll be honest with you I, I want an escape I, I would like an escape from this from this world for a day that would be amazing um, you know there's been so many things that have helped us do that I've loved John Krasinski's some good news the YouTube channel he's created where he just tells positive stories. And I think that's so healthy to be able to escape for a bit and, and find out something good that's happening in the world. At the same time, when that video ends, we are still in this reality. And so really this week, my goal is not to hide any of the words of Jesus. My goal is not to soften any of the words for, uh, of Jesus. I really just want to prepare you for what Jesus uh, is telling us and what he's telling the disciples. Because many of you know uh, someone affected by this virus, or if you yourself have been affected by this virus or have had family. And so I don't want to dumb down the words because Jesus actually himself is talking about life and death, and that's the situation we are in. I, I am up on my roof this morning, and I've come up here a couple times. And the reason I've come up uh, on the roof is like, it just kind of feels like I'm above it all. Like I'm, I'm not as vulnerable to everything that's down there 10 feet below me. Uh, and it's provided me a little bit of escape. And and there, as I said earlier, you know, there's part of me that really doesn't want to be present in the world at this time in this particular place. Uh, I, I want out, you know, I want out. It's, it's a challenging moment uh, for us all as Christians. But maybe with that mindset, we can actually bring our fears and our, our true, uh, the true feelings of our heart to Jesus and expect that he will encourage us with those very real feelings of wanting to escape and get out of this place. Uh, in John 14, he encourages his disciples in several ways. 
The first is that he actually does say, listen, this is not your final place. And that's encouraging for me. In verse two in chapter 14, he says, in my father's house are many rooms. If not, I would have told you, I am going away to prepare a place for you. If I go away and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to myself so that where I am, you may be also. And I think as we walk through this broken moment in our world, we can actually have hope because we know that this is not our final destination. Our final place is not here, but a rejoined heaven and earth where Jesus has made all things new. In Revelation 21 verse four, it says that God will wipe away every tear from our eyes. Death will be no more. Grief, crying, and pain will be no more because the previous things have passed away. Hold on to that hope in the midst of this moment because it is a true truth from Jesus. But we are here now. That's that reality of the new heavens and the new earth, the new city is not yet. We're here uh, in this moment, in time, in this place. But Jesus says that even in this moment, in this time, in this place, we can have his peace. We can have the peace of Jesus in this moment. In verse 27 of chapter 14, he says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I did not give to you as the world gives. Don't let your heart be troubled or fearful. You know, our idea of peace is really the absence of conflict. It's being pulled out of trials. It's not having any hardships so that we can have just a moment to breathe and get our sanity. But that's not the context for Jesus giving us peace. In fact, just a couple chapters later, which we'll study on Wednesday, he says in chapter 16, verse 33, I have told you these things so that in me, so that uh, in me, you may have peace. Then he says right after it, you will have suffering in this world. Be courageous, I have conquered the world. The peace of Jesus is so different than the peace that our world offers us. Now, Jesus's peace is, is, can be compared to the Hebrew word shalom, which is like a, a harmony. It's, it's things working the way that they should be uh, inside of us, not necessarily out in the world, because of our reconciled relationship with God. And that really is where peace starts. Peace starts when through Jesus Christ, we have a restored relationship with God. We are separated from God because of our sin and rebellion and our refusal to worship him at the center of our lives. But by repenting and giving our lives to Jesus Christ, we can have a restored relationship with God where we can be in the worst situations and yet find peace in the midst of our relationship with him. Jesus goes on to say in, in uh, 14.6, I am the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will also know my Father. The peace that Jesus offers us in this moment is through a personal relationship with God through him. That God would actually not just know you, but live in you. And that's, that's the third thing he teaches. Not just hope of a future place with the Father, not just the peace of Jesus in this moment, but the presence of the Holy Spirit in you right now. In verse 16, he says, and I will ask the father and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. He is the spirit of truth. The world is unable to receive him because it doesn't see him or know him, but you know him because he remains with you and will be in you. I love that in this passage, Jesus calls the Holy Spirit, the counselor, the helper, the comforter, the advocate. I, I need some comfort. I need some help. I need some 
someone to advocate for me. But, but what he's really saying that the spirit would come and live in us is uh, we become the place of God on earth. Jesus has said that eventually we will live in a place with God in the new heavens and the new earth. But right now in this broken moment in our world, we become the presence of God here on earth. He goes on to say in verse 26, the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything that I have told you. First of all, this is a promise to the original hearers, the, the disciples who are with him. It's a, it's a promise that the Holy Spirit will help them write this scripture. It's not first a promise to us, but a promise to them that the Spirit will come and remind them of everything that Jesus had taught them so that they could write it down. But that's a huge encouragement to us as we think about the presence of God with us, not just in us, but, but here. These are the words of God meant to comfort us in times of trial and hardship. These are the words of the Spirit meant to, meant to shape us and give us hope and, and bring life in the midst of us. So even though we want to escape, we want to get away, we find that there is a future hope of a place with the Father we can have the peace of Jesus now. We have the power of the presence of the Holy Spirit right now in this moment, right now, if you know Jesus Christ. Well, how does Jesus call us to respond to these truths? Verse 12, he says, to do the works of Jesus. Truly, I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and he will do even greater works than these because I am going to the Father. Now, there's been a little bit of confusion about this verse recently. Some believe that the greater works mean that they are going to be able to do more spectacular miracles um, than Jesus did. Now, God can certainly do miracles, but that's not really what the point of this verse is. In the, in the context of John, Jesus is talking about the amplification of his work. In other words, Jesus was just one person in one place at one time. But us as the church, we are spread throughout the world throughout history, over all of the globe. And through the presence of Jesus with us by his spirit, we are doing the works of Jesus over the last 2,000 years across all the continents. Jesus is saying and reminding us um, that he will be with us and he's going to work through us. You know, a lot of people have tried to figure out during this time, sprinklers just went off, it sounds a little bit better, but uh, a lot of people have been trying to figure out this time, like, is God doing a new thing? And maybe there's some room to explore that, but I just want to encourage you, God is doing the same thing. Jesus is doing the same thing. He's continuing to work through the church in this world, in this moment. Right now, he's calling us to the works uh, that he did. He's calling us to be the church. He's calling us to share the good news of Jesus' sacrifice for sin. He's calling us to call people to repent and believe in him. He's calling us to live out the kingdom of God by doing justice and loving mercy and walking humbly with God. He's calling us to the work of the church right now in this moment because he was calling the disciples to the work of the church, to the work of his followers right then in the midst of that dark situation where he was about to go to the cross. So maybe the first thing you need a reminder of is we're still called to do the works of Jesus even though it feels like the world is falling apart. Don't put the mission of Jesus down. Don't let the mission lie dormant. I know that seems daunting right now when you're like, I can't even make it through the day. But let me remind you, the context of chapter 14 is that it comes right after chapter 13, where Jesus has just told Peter he's going to fail and deny him three times. And yet Jesus still calls Peter into the mission of Jesus. So you're going to fail today. 
you're, you're going to fail to love your family well at some points. Um, you're going to fail to to love God well at some points, but don't let that keep you from picking up the mission of Jesus because Jesus is, is calling people into his mission who are about to abandon him because it's really about the strength of Jesus in us to do the works of Jesus through us. So do the works of Jesus today, but also pray in the name of Jesus today. In verse 13, he says, whatever you ask in my name, I will do it so that the father may be glorified in the son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. There's a reminder that right now Jesus is at the right hand of God in power. All authority has been given to him, and, and there's no greater name that we can pray in than his. But also as we pray in his name, let's be reminded uh, to pray in line with who he is and his mission. Um, during this time, I think uh, we can rightly pray for our daily bread. You know the Lord's Prayer. One of the lines is, Give us this day our daily bread. We all need that. We all need the provision of God daily. We, we need supplies. We need human contact. We need him to provide for us. But that's one line of the prayer. The other line of the prayer that Jesus teaches is, is your kingdom come, your will be done. Uh, forgive us our debts. We need to pray in line with Jesus's character and mission as, as we uh, also do the works of Jesus. But then lastly, today, uh, with all your heart, with all your heart, uh, obey Jesus. Obey Jesus. Jesus says, if you love me, you will keep my commands. Those are my words. Those are Jesus's words. If you love me, you will keep my commands in verse 15. And, but then in verse 21, he says, the one who has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. And the one who loves me will be loved by my father. I also will love him and reveal myself to him. Let me clarify there because there's some confusion. Um, Jesus says, if we love him, we will obey him. But he also seems to be saying, if we obey him, he will love us. But that's not actually what he's saying. He's not saying that if we obey him, then he will love us. Uh, because love isn't something that's earned. It's not that if we love Jesus, then we earn his love back. That's not love. What Jesus is saying is this. Listen, if you want a deeper experience of the love of God, obey Jesus. If you want a richer understanding of God's love, the way to experience that is by following Jesus. If you want a rich fellowship and a personal relationship with the God of love, then love Jesus. That's where you find God's love is in following and obeying and loving Jesus. Not that you earn it, but as you walk with Jesus, you have a deeper and richer experience of the God of love and of Jesus himself. And so I wanna encourage you even now, um, God's love isn't like up there somewhere waiting for you to find it or say the right words. Uh, his love is with you. The garbage truck's about to come by, so I'm going to come a little close so you can hear me. Uh, he wants to make himself known to you as you follow him today. Oh, good, it's going the other way. Um, and so the love of God isn't just something up there waiting uh, for you to find it or say the right words. Like God really wants to reveal his love to you today. Be encouraged by that. Look for his love. Look for his love uh, through the Christian community. Look for his love for the way he meets you in your fear and anxiety. Look for his love and follow and obey Jesus today. Let me pray for you and then I'll have just a quick announcement. Lord Jesus, I thank you for your people. You have us here in this moment. This moment is no accident. You have us here to be the people of Jesus the grace of, uh, of Jesus is with us. The presence of the Holy Spirit is with us today. We have power in the Spirit, even in the midst of weaknesses and weakness and brokenness. 
brokenness, not to escape everything, not to be above it, but actually to be your people in the midst of it. And I just pray uh, for our church, New City, that you would help us to live out the gospel today, uh, to be citizens of the kingdom and, and have that in mind and to know your deep love for us. Uh, I pray for other churches around the country and around the globe that you would empower them well as well. Be, be with pastors and leaders, Lord, and give them wisdom to lead their people. And for everyone here that's anxious, comfort them today. Help them to get through the day with an awareness of who you are, Jesus. In your name we pray, amen. So tomorrow we're going to be in John 15. I would encourage you to get up in the morning, read it. Uh, it's, a, it's a great chapter. We continue the farewell discourse this week. We'll be on Zoom again, or not Zoom, we'll be on Instagram and Facebook at 7 a.m. But tonight we have a Zoom prayer call for New City at 8 p.m. And we're actually going to pray about these very things. We're going to pray in the name of Jesus for these very things. Uh, we will text out the link for that Zoom call at 7.45 tonight. And if you're not on that text list, send us a direct message and we will send you that link uh, via Facebook or Instagram. And then you can join us. And we're actually going to pray, Jesus, help us to be the people that you're calling us to be in John chapter 14. And I know that he will. The Lord be with you, and he is. Go with his peace today. Amen.